Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. podcast, 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 podcast. Yo, welcome back to another episode of this Norris Podcast. This is a very special one. It's a bit unusual. So this is a cheeky break from COVID every day. COVID, speaking of COVID, a wise man once said, ain't been the same since the trap called COVID. That's why I'm joined this week by South London artist, rapper H. Maneda. A bit about H. Maneda. He's a rapper, very lyrical, very braggadocious, carries himself with a certain level of charisma. And that kind of made me very interested in his music. And the way he moves in music, he's very independent. And I think that kind of symbolises what we're seeing in our society today, where many of us within our community, especially in London, are kind of making things of ourselves independently from other, maybe bigger platforms and showing people what, what you can do if you put your own money and resources and you match it with skill and talent. So this week, we got into it, we discussed how he got into music, how his personal life could impact his creativity, um, label politics, um, competitiveness in music, how important visuals are, how important having a team is. So this is almost like a behind the scenes to a rapper. So you see the visuals, you see the jewels, but it's now you're kind of looking behind the scenes at what leads up to the end process there. So make sure you're taking this content, tell a friend to tell a friend, and enjoy. Hi, I'm it's MXM, and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's lit. Because it's lit. Because it's lit. Because it's lit. Yo, welcome back to Dysonomics podcast. I'm joined by a very, very special guests. What are you saying? Yeah, for me, I'm special. Can I swear on this? Yeah, you can. Fuck me, I'm special. You already know, man. Thank you for having me, This. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. So... For those who don't know, you should know by now. Should. Yeah. H. Maneda. You just dropped a very, very sick tape, Flex Therapy 2. How are you feeling about that right now? I'm thinking it's a sick tape like yourself. You, you say something instead of telling yeah, of course. Tape. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, <clears throat> well, why was you on the podcast? Because obviously I've been always been a fan of your music. I always thought your music was hard. I like the way you carried yourself. I always wanted to be, I've been very interested into the business side of music mm-hmm. and how artists who are independent kind mm-hmm. of navigate that and also how they navigate obviously the change in scenes of social media mm-hmm. and obviously do you go for a deal do you go independent and all that other stuff but firstly I think the most important thing is that how did you get into rap okay so literally I used to I come from a musical background yeah so my my, my parents were just playing like music around the house heavily so early 90s um and then like i had a piano in the house and i used to play around with it by year 
and certain little things like that, which later on when like the programs like Acid Pro and Cubase and Fruity Loops came about, I just started playing around with them. Mm. And then I became a beat maker. Okay. So it, about the age of 14, 15, I ended up um, producing for this, those around my area, which were at the time a group SMS. Um, they're still around, <laughs> shout out to brothers. Mm-hmm. But I used to produce for like projects for like Ill Mill, mm-hmm. Sleep Me On A Pass, Ones, Twos, like I was all over there. Yeah. And that's how I started, how I really got into music. Um, rap wise, <laughs> you got Sims next door, Sims taught me how to rap. I didn't, I didn't, like I used to play around and kind of do the MC thing as a kid, like mm-hmm. everyone else used to. Yeah. But I wasn't a rapper, so. <laughs> He sort of gave me a skeleton and I just sort of based what I'd done off of him and he put me onto his tape. And I weren't ready for it, but he just put me on it, gassed me and I just, I just done it. And I, I kind of like the taste of it, but it almost goes against my personality, just being out there, out there trying to rap. I just kind of like the background, you get me? So, yeah, one thing led to another. Here we are today, you know, and you're fucking with me, I'm special. <laughs> I could tell you said um, it's kind of uh, kind of against your personality because obviously I follow you on socials and you might post like once every <coughs> never really once every never <laughs> yeah once every never <laughs> so how do you find that like the balance because obviously your product is your mu- this product is your music mm-hmm. but obviously you need to kind of market it and get it out there mm-hmm. so do you kind of go through I'm just gonna put it out there and if you fuck with it you fuck with it or do you have any certain marketing strategies. I'll be real with you, bro. Um, my time is so limited. I'd like to delegate mm. a lot of things and I give certain people roles and positions in what it is we're doing. Cause ultimately, I'm, it's a label I'm building. Okay. Well, I have an independent label already, but I'm just like the, 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 the wheezy, I guess, the little mm. Wayne mm. of it, where I'm trying to sort of build it just to, to get it a bit more reputable and then start the artists that can come through and really take it to that next stage. Yep. So for me, it's literally, I put out a body of work or I arrange or prepare a body of work and then literally I give it to, I've got management, I've got a creative director and I, I didn't have marketing. Marketing was like the weakest thing that on our side, but. We don't really like outsourcing because I feel that the brand that we have, people are just money hungry. People see me, they see a big bag and they try to milk me. Okay. If I feel that I'm being milked, fuck off with their self. Yeah. That's that's literally my persona. So yeah, that's 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 how we've been sort of approaching everything. You know what I'm saying? In a weird way, that's you've in in having that predicament, that low key became a branding in itself. Mm-hmm. So, when I look at artists, when I think of your your music, I think very high end, exclusive. Mm-hmm. We drop when we want to. That type of, course, of, of yeah, course, yeah, of that course. type that type of energy. And it, obviously, it comes in the videos. Yeah, it comes in the music. And speaking of videos, so obviously a lot of my listeners listen to music every every single day, <laughs> but a lot of them don't understand how much goes into it mm-hmm. in terms of the product they see. Mm-hmm. So, from our perspective, how much does the video quality, the video budget matter in terms of putting out your art and like getting it out there and getting the respect it deserves? Literally, you can't put a price on art 
It's just what the art means to you, your financial situation, how creative the people around you are, and trying to execute a vision together. Me, myself, a lot of it, like, uh, this shit costs down to the, the, the cameraman. So let's say you've got your cinematographer on board. My creative director, he's in-house, so we have invested interests. A lot of people, what we find, they don't have invested interest. They're just there. If, like I said, they see me, they see Big Bag, they're going to come around and do what they do. I just make sure that they work for the bag. So we get like the cinematographers, we might have lighting, you might have a gaffer, you might have an assistant. <clears throat> then they're going to need food and travel. So this is just a little mini team. This ain't even paying for a location or the specifics for a visual too. So it, it, it tallies up each time you, you be prepared to spend anywhere between six to 10K a time on on visuals. Um, well, I, I definitely have. Okay. <laughs> so it's an expensive process, definitely expensive process. And depending on like your financial situation or the team together, if you lot as a collective can sort of chip in those with uh, you know, same same foresight, then it's a lot easier. But like I said, it's down to everyone's situation. Okay, so speaking of videos, so some of the videos that I like that you've done, um, Ten Ten, Ten Ten, and I like Trackman Do, which is quite recent. Mm-hmm. So in terms of how involved are you in terms of like the, f- see, I don't know about cinematography line, so I don't know the correct lingo and that, but mm-hmm. in terms of like the theory, like the, the vision behind the video, how involved are you regarding that? Or do you have, or, it, or does your cinematographer kind of come to you? Yo. Okay, so my, uh, so my creative director, literally, um, Enric, Enric does all of my creative direction. And sometimes he might film. Now he's not a cinematographer, but he just knows the shots that need to be captured because he's going to be editing. Um, I find that, He's known me, he's my friend. He was my friend before any of this, where he knows me. So our personal relationship reflects on the work to the point where he's someone who I can trust, especially when it comes up with, when it comes up with treatments for videos. However, (laughs) Enric's not, he's not street, he's not hood or anything like that. So I have to kind of, throwing my two pence sometimes <laughs> to you know just for balance yeah otherwise it's just going to be completely left sometimes okay but we normally find the common ground and we get it right okay so now now you said that i can kind of see that in in the visuals yeah it's quite like high class but still street at the same yeah, time yeah yeah so you said that music can be expensive you'll talk about <clears throat> between six and ten mm-hmm. for video how about the studio process going to studio making music all right, so I had to just get my own studio because we were like going to studios, paying stupid fees or having to wait two weeks, three weeks in advance for a session. Mm. That don't sit too well with me, um, especially when I, I have the urge to be creative immediately. Yeah. So I basically just went, bought all the equipment and got space um, and was able to be creative and especially without watching the clock. Yeah. Because certain people... I've been one of those people that this session's gonna go over and I I, I got shit to do mm. in here that I know creatively that I wanna capture and get done. 
the session's gonna go over, I gotta give this guy an extra fifty pound, a hundred pound, and it's you know it, it will limit your creativity. So once since I got my own space, I was able to just lock in all night, and you know you heard a lot of the results of that on the new tape. Yeah, one hundred percent. So I, I've seen a theme here. It's like you're kind of building mm-hmm. your own kind of everything, everything, your own kind of machine. Everything. Yeah. Speaking of machines, so um, for my listen listen to music, mm-hmm. obviously I know certain artists they have the big machine behind them. Mm-hmm. You're obviously independent. Yeah. So going forward, so let's say I don't know a big a big label like Universal or whatever mm-hmm. comes and says, "Yo, we got a big bag for you." How do you feel? Is that a potential goal? Are you always gonna say no? I'm always gonna stay independent, or what's your what's your thoughts on a big bag for what? It's more important. Mm. Is the question a big bag for you? Nah, no one's gonna turn down money. Mm. It's for what are you investing in? What are you buying? Me trying to get signed as an artist is out the window. I'm not trying to get signed as an artist. If you want to partner with me and partner with the label, that's a different conversation. Because everything that I'm putting into the label, you're gonna to need to match it or top it for us to then to be able to to you know what I'm saying. Like I said, I've got a whole roster there of artists and people that I haven't even shed light on or put to the forefront yet. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So me just being a spearhead is literally just attacking it how I need to attack it, and then I'm gonna bring the others through. So the, the in, to answer your question, the big bag situation needs to make sense for me and the collective. But I'm not but I wouldn't rule it out. But in, in, in terms of just being signed one of these guys that you can throw twenty K at, I'm not your man. <clears throat> okay, speaking of that, so um for those for those like me who don't have as much I probably have more than most but still nowhere near as much as you in terms of insight to the music industry and the business side. Mm-hmm. So I know my listeners like to know. So you spoke about this difference okay, if you're gonna partner up, yeah we can mm-hmm. pattern it. But if you're just gonna think so what's the difference between like being just somebody on a music label, an artist on a label, and then there being a partnership? So, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, label, we own you. Mm. Partner, you're a partner. Yeah. A JV is a joint venture situation. Yeah. So the two brands coming together, like when you see Dior and Nike, mm. nobody owns anybody. Mm. You come together mm. to make a product. Mm. So that that situation is what would happen with 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 me. And, and my label. Okay, say no more. Right. So your tape, so your tape. <clears throat> so how do you how do you feel? Like, what's the reception you've got? So we're recording pretty short after it drops. It drops mm-hmm. on Friday, 27th November. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen, mm-hmm. everybody's working with it. So what's been the reception that you've been receiving and how do you feel about it? Because I've, I've uh, even speaking to you from off before the pod, you seem highly critical. Mm-hmm almost unimpressed sometimes with mm-hmm. of, of what you do. I'm assuming you set quite high standards. For I'm you. very meticulous and I'm always rapidly evolving. Mm. So because of that, when I hear my other stuff, it's like, I'm over it. Mm. But I need to, that process happens in order for me to get to the new stage. Mm. Um, but to answer your question in terms of the tape, uh, people receiving it well. Um, it's very, you know, I'm very happy with the support that I'm seeing um, organically. Mm. This is just literally directly to the consumers and the supporters because in terms of industry, we've not had any support. We've not been added to no playlists. We've not been championed. We've not been posted. We've not been anything. And they don't need to. They don't owe us anything. However, organically, with people that have got that, 
we've seen that our product has literally stormed through the charts and uh, we're currently at number two. So, oh, so um, that's on the hip hop charts, not the actual national charts, but currently in the hip hop charts, we're at number two. So that's happened all organically. I haven't done no promo runs. I haven't done no press runs. I haven't hired anything or I've not done no billboards. I haven't gone on the streets to do no type of work. It's like, take this and fuck off. I'm going back to my, that. Literally, that's what it's been. You feel me? So, yeah, man, I'm happy. I'm definitely happy with the support. Why is it um, you are you are like that in terms of your how you um, present your product to the world? Like, you don't want it's not, to... It's not... No, we can. We can do that. But I'd rather do that with a body of work that I'm currently happy with. Because I'm so over it. I don't have the energy mm. to go into that if that makes sense because I don't, I don't I don't believe it if that makes sense it's, it's 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 crazy but where I'm at now if I literally I'd have to lay a body of work be excited about the body of work and push it within the month okay if I done that then you'd see me really be out here mm. and be pushing the shit something that I made last year that I've heard a hundred times over had to stand in front of the camera and film and be doing the lyrics 10 times over mm. for scenes, standing out in the cold and do it. I don't hear it no more. Mm. You guys hear it, I don't hear it no more. Mm. Literally, so it's, it's weird, but that's... That's yeah, that's, your, that's, your that's my process. That's your, cre- your creative nature. Yes. So what you want it, okay, so when it comes to like creating music, mm-hmm. so you go in the studio, so like, what's your process like? Obviously, I'm not defending nobody. Even if you tell your process, people are like, I ain't gonna exactly be able to come and copy you and make the same yeah, things. <laughs> yeah. By all means, I'm open. Yeah, but um, so, okay, let's say you're on, it's a Wednesday, you're in the studio. So, what's your process like? So, for me, I've seen certain artists, they've come with like a lyric book. I see certain people come in, they hear a beat and they're just going through. So, like, what's your process like? I don't have one process. Mm. That's the truth. I might hear a beat or an instrument, or was it if I'm driving somewhere? And I might pull out my phone and start recording or just get the start. Once I got the start, the rest is easy. Mm. So literally, I might just be driving somewhere and I pull out my phone and record the start. I might be driving and hear certain little lines of certain little pockets and I record it in my phone. Mm. I might come to the studio and just off the top start vibing. I might literally have something that I pre-written or something that I've heard somewhere that I thought, okay, we need to do this. There's so many different processes and different vibes. So I don't I don't really have one to, to answer your question. Right, cool. This must be quite a personal one. Mm-hmm. In terms of like your everyday life, mm-hmm. how does that impact your creative your creativity? Do, do you find that sometimes when you're under like a stressful period, you're not as creative, or does that inspire you to be more creative, would you say? I'd say that it has this, it has, I have my moments. There's times that I don't want nothing to do with music. And then there's times that I've gone through a certain period and I can use it as my inspiration. I can touch on it, you know what I'm saying? So it's just me dealing with the, the current situation, the stress, the pressure, the happiness, the mood. The, do you know what I'm saying? It's literally different ways I interpret what I'm going through and then I try to put it as um, creatively as possible. Okay. Well, you're doing it so far, so good. You're, yeah, you're doing it. No, it's not an official thing. Like, I don't like to cap, so it's, <laughs> it's the truth. Okay, so are you, would you say you're a competitive person when it comes to... Yeah, oh, okay. I'm competitive with everything. Okay, so um, features. 
Mm-hmm. I've noticed something personally, and I've seen you before. I'm gonna say it on mic. I low key feel like man in the scene see you and they're thinking, mm, do I really want H on my track? Do you, do you get that impression? I get it, but then I get people that also want me on their track. Mm. So it's like a old like moron. Yeah. They're fans, but at the same time, they got to work hard mm. as well. And then, you know, it's just it's how it goes, man. And for you as, as an artist, mm-hmm. so as like people that listen to music, you always see collabs, but we don't really know like, the pattern of how they come about. Mm-hmm. So have you had any issues in terms of like, you had a vibe with somebody, you had a track of them and then it's time to drop and they're moving long or... Oh yeah, yeah. so literally is like, this happens all the time though. Mm. What you gotta understand is, there's certain relationships that are, that stem from outside of music um, and you get on the track. Their life could change within the time that you've done the track. Mm. Some people go jail, mm. some people get signed, so it's, it's, it's techy you now, oh, you can't okay. even do the tune no more, or how you planned it, oh. it's loads of different, it's literally, if you've got a track with somebody that you like and whatnot, try and film that shit as soon as possible, because even just to sit on, mm. because like I said, people's situations change. Mm. So yeah. Even for you, has that happened where you've dropped a verse on something and then later on you've been like, do you know what, I'm not too sure I want this to come out anymore? Yeah, I've done that. Okay, so you all do each other, essentially. Yeah, yeah, we do that, man. It's like, like I said, I'm meticulous. Mm. You get a verse from me and then I hear it later. Get that shit out of there, man. <laughs> Not doing that, so. Okay, so. What What do you think, to date, that we've heard mm-hmm. is your best performance, like, maybe a verse or a freestyle? What do you think, like, yeah, this... If I was to show, like, for example, if, I, if you were to say, this is what H-Made is, Check this. I obviously outside flex therapy too. <laughs> so literally, yeah. It's more. It's like just the most recent because I keep evolving. It'll be the latest thing. So let's say, all right, my mind about bars is the most recent thing that I've dropped. However, the daily duppy that I drop would probably make you think the mind about bars is not on that level. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? So literally, it's just the latest that I drop. Even when I was watching your mind about bars, mm-hmm. one thing I've noticed in your comments. I want to ask you about mm-hmm. is that all literally usually some rappers they don't they don't they don't usually have the same amount of like when I say ratio I mean in terms of good comments and bad comments yours are always dead you never get any bad comments but everybody's like oh he's underrated 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 like how do you feel about it? do you feel like that's an insult or do you feel like it's accurate or how do you feel like when you when you see comments or people like me will tell you I don't they, feel like I'm underrated at all mm. I feel that I'm underexposed Okay. I just feel that just the masses haven't seen what it is I do. Mm. Because if you're talking about the ratio, you just said that there's no bad comments. Mm. So that must mean that I'm not underrated. It just means the amount of people seeing it mm. on the, or the amount of people that seeing it need to be maximised. Okay. That's all. So what's your strategy and to kind of get that bigger reach? Because in terms of your content, of your music, is not the type of music that's water down to mm-hmm. appease mm-hmm. people. But mm-hmm. I'm a big believer that you don't need to water down your music. Mm-hmm. I, I think, especially in the UK, I've seen many people who have got to a certain level of notoriety for having a certain level of content. And when they got their notoriety, they started to water down the product and then they started to, do you know what I mean? Dip. Yeah. I'd say this, yeah. That freestyle with Bobby Schmurder when the hat came down and all of that, the hot boy. Mm. 
that weren't supposed to that that blew up. Mm. At no point did he say, Alright, let me make this for these fans or these people that understand. He's talking about a whole load of shootings and a, mm. a whole load of things that happened and it it blew him up. People that don't aren't from that background that people that don't understand that lifestyle, people that don't understand that lingo mm. and it's still done what it done. That's right. So I'm not trying to do or water down my shit. Everyone tells me to water it down. Everyone tells me certain people aren't intelligent enough to get it. I hear it, I hear it, I hear it, but my art is for me. Mm. And then I, and I give it out. I don't make art with anyone else in mind, mm. if that makes sense. So if I did, then I wouldn't want to do it. It's literally for me. Yeah. So that's why I do it. And then I give it out. And if people appreciate it, then cool. If they're not ready for it, that's fine. I go back to the drawing board, but I, it's not for anyone else. Speaking that way, social media. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get the pressure that you feel like, sometimes it gets like, you're on social media because you feel like, oh, I kind of have to sometimes. Like, if I, if, I promise you if I wouldn't do music, I wouldn't be on socials. I can tell. I wouldn't, but I'm here, I'm learning, man. I'm learning, I'm learning. You've improved, though. I'm, I'm improving, man. <laughs> I'm improving because, you know, I'm learning to kind of deal with social media how I deal with my inner circle. Mm-hmm. And I feel that I'm getting more, people are a lot more receptive to me. I can be an arsehole and people can see it and it is what it is. I'm okay with it. It's a title. But I feel like my inner circle, they love me Mm. because I'm not an arsehole to them. So I'm just learning to deal with my inner circle or social media like I do my inner circle. Yeah, because I think you may say you're an arsehole. I don't don't get that impression. You maybe can be, but but I think if you... music Musically, I think... The people are interested in you anyway. Yeah. So I think even just giving people more drips. I, I don't think you'd have to you'd have to move mad, you won't you won't do anyway. Mm. Obviously we see certain artists or certain other content creators will do anything to garner that little bit of attention. Mm. Obviously you're not even gonna do that. But I think even just showing a bit more of yourself, mm. I think enables because we live in a very in this social media age, people wanna buy into somebody as well. Like, most definitely, most definitely. Because like the music Everybody knows the music is 10 10, mm, as you get. Mm. But I think one thing I think that was, that was, in my opinion, was the next level is when people could buy into you more. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you have to be the most open person because mm-hmm. you're not that way. And I think that, that might even be weird for your, for your sports and music to listen to it because of the way you present yourself. But I think just you being more visible, I don't even think you need to interact with people. Mm-hmm. Just, just them yeah, seeing you. Seeing, seeing something, seeing yeah. a purpose, seeing a cause, seeing what I stand yeah. for. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. But yeah, that's that's just something that I think that could definitely take you to this level. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, we, we've been, this year's been COVID. Mm-hmm. So how has that impacted your life? You don't have to go as much details as possible, mm-hmm. but also especially the music. How has COVID impacted the music as well? Ain't been the same since the track. Oh, COVID, COVID, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> literally. Um, the, the track, that's the music, that's everything. That's, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ain't been the same, bro, but we're out here, we're still here, we're still surviving. You know, we're here to tell the story. Yeah, you've been pushing <clears throat> to the end of this quarter. I don't know, actually, so when you first started making music, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm not calling you old, by the way, yeah. but was that before, like, streaming really took off, like, Apple Music? Yeah, there were, listen, when I first was introduced, because there weren't no scene, mm. literally. When I came home, I didn't know how to use the internet, mm. first of all. Um, 
but this 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 scene that there now is wasn't. <clears throat> so all the screaming stuff was there, but I gotta learn how to use the internet, I gotta learn how to use the phones with the do you know what I'm saying? It's a it's a different time. So we say like how would how do you say that's maybe impacted the money that you can recoup from music? I was, like I said, I was doing my art as creativity before, so mm. I weren't even trying to monetize off mm. of it. I just used to drop it, drop something, show them I can do this. People had trouble understanding. I needed to refine my thing. Mm. But literally, um, now that you can recoup, now I'm seeing that a bag that changes people's lives. Mm. Now I'm seeing that I can monetize off this in a way that literally you can transition into so many other there's so many angles and things you can do I, mean, I need that back what are you talking about that's my back you feel sure, you sure me that's my back so that's why I'm uh, you know I'm pressing a lot more than I would random have you ever what about in terms of like fashion wise because you're quite big into the aesthetics how you present yourself you can hear it in your music mm-hmm. the drip talk 1010 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. do you ever thought about getting into the fashion side of things. What, making um, clothing and that? Yeah, cl- it could be clothing. I honestly, Eyewear, you're always banging the eyewear. I just don't have time. Mm. That's it. If I have someone or opportunity that there's things that I need to look into, mm. but my, I promise you my time is very limited. Mm. So because I manage so much outside of music as well, I'm at full capacity. So once I... You know, like especially even now I got this project out of the way, I got a little bit more time on my hands to look into certain things. But if there's anyone that's watching this, if you have certain access to certain things or fashion ideas you want to present me, hit me up. Yeah, hit me so you you mentioned how you you're at full capacity. Mm-hmm. How do you cope being at full capacity and still managing to put out the level of music that you do? The, the and also oh. before you go as well like since so it was um before flex um before the the, 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 the next like my head exchange yes mm. so since then mm-hmm. i've noticed that you've been more consistent in terms mm-hmm. not in terms of quality you've been more frequent mm-hmm. with your music what mm-hmm. what what made you just what made you become more frequent and obviously as you become busier mm-hmm. have you managed to balance that increase in frequency but still maintaining quite a high level of creativity i just feel that um i was going through a lot which gave me content okay to be creative with um the flex therapy one four tracks five tracks were it wasn't anything big mm. i could literally do three tracks here right now mm. with a good producer so it's not necessarily hard to mm. create the content it's just finding time for everything else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, before you said to me that you see yourself just being that wheezy type character mm-hmm. and bringing in other types of artists. Mm-hmm. So, how would you describe your taste in music? I'm eclectic. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, it's not... I, got, I, I like ignorant street rap. Yep. I like... Some 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 singing shit. Don't try me. I got some um, some some. I like Saint John. Like I was saying to you, yeah. that artist is dope. He what he does. That's what I fuck with. Um, I like a lot of dancehall. I like nineties dancehall. I like some current dancehall. I like reggae. I like 
loads of different vibes and you might hear some of it in my music but yeah I'm definitely I would say I'm eclectic okay so does that give you the ear to kind of because you said you're gonna bring you know bring a couple of artists through so mm-hmm. how do you even come across these are, they, are these people that are in-house mm-hmm. or are these people you've been introduced to or you just kind of stumble across that how does that process work all of the above okay literally if I hear it like I I personally I feel no way when I hear somebody talented to reach out to them mm. it doesn't take anything away from what I'm doing mm. I'm a fan of the art so literally when I if I hear a singer or somebody that I think is yo that's crazy I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you yo that's crazy and kind of find out what's going on then the businessman in me might say okay cool so hey, what now what are you doing with yourself how can I assist or do you know what I'm saying and there's conversations that need to be had but I, I like art I really appreciate it how would you if I was to ask you about the UK hashtag scene mm-hmm. um, if you can really call it that mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm including UK rap maybe drill grime R&B mm-hmm. I don't really listen to UK R&B so I mm-hmm. can't comment on that mm-hmm. I listen to the rest what would you say the, the standard is and how do you feel about it? and how do you feel like where do you feel like you sit in it? So how would you describe your standing in the scene? Okay, so I've carved my own lane. Mm. Um, I'm not with or can't... I personally don't think I can be compared with anyone, although there's similarities. Um, but I've kind of carved the lane of sophisticated trap or luxury trap. Um, that's my lane that I've carved. I would say, but the standard of it, if I'm honest, is mediocre. I'll be real with you. And a lot of people look to America as like, we've got this big brother complex with America. And I feel like it's gonna continue until the standard's up. Right now, everybody likes to feel international, including the Americans. And because the scene is growing so healthy here, people are looking. But when they're coming over here, they're not looking, they have better, business acumen and knowledge than us so they'll come over here to get a foreign bag but they're not genuinely fucking with it mm. they're not posting you on their page they're not coming over here and yo this is my dude man that's my mm. they're not fucking with this, this nigga's corny man <laughs> I come for that bag man <laughs> and that's what they're coming here to do mm. so I believe if the standard was up because the urban scene standard is low they respect them Ed Sheeran's they respect the Adele's mm. they, they respect the level of artistry that's coming out of the urban scene but it's just the standard in the urban scene is meaty. Mm. If I'm honest, it is in the, in general. Do you think it's always been like this since you've been making music? Or do you think it's changed recently? Yeah, I feel like you got people like Jay Huss, who's an exceptional. He kind of, his, his, his standard is above the rest yeah. in terms of artistry, yeah. definitely. Um, I'm not a grime man. I don't really listen to grime. I can appreciate it, but like you got like the Stormzy's and that. He's good at what he does, but it wouldn't necessarily be what I'd play. I'd do a song with him. Mm. But it's his body of work. I, I buy his projects just to support the scene. Yeah. Not necessarily to... That's what I'm... The mood I'm in. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But I would say more Huss has that global appeal. I, I think in terms of artistry, I think I think Getz is very high. I think Getz lyrically yeah. is impeccable. Yeah. It's definitely one of the top lyricists in the country. Uh, wordplay, mm. what he's done, he's definitely mastered his craft and he's refined it. 
he's not as animated as he was. Yeah. yeah. When it was too animated, it used to put me off. Mm. Now he in the space that he's in, I listen to it. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah, I, I get that feeling as well. Mm. So you say that you're in your own lane. Do you feel like you? Do you feel like in terms of like the industry, not like just the people who um, the supporters? Should I say, mm-hmm. how do you feel the industry receives you? They don't receive me well. Do you think I that's feel... do you think that's um, what's I'm looking deliberate, or do you think it's just because of how you move, or, or do you think it's a bit of both? I feel like I feel like a lot of people are intimidated by me. I feel like a lot of people that actually know the history of the sort of movement that I come from and the yeah. people that have been sort of blackballed and alienated, then just think. We ain't letting this nigga in. No way we can see you. Mm. Um, I feel like um, the people in the industry also do appreciate what's going on, but they try to turn a blind eye or keep silent. I've seen it with the release of the project. However, like I feel like I've got people like Kenny Allstar. Mm. Salute to Kenny Allstar. He's like... I feel he gives me like Michael Million vibes. Yeah. yeah. Michael Million, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. he gives me that I'm here for the people, I'm here for the streets. Mm. This is where rap originated. This is this is your your story. And him having a title like the voice of the streets, yeah. he sticks to that. You know? So I got him and then I got Semtex. These two are the only people that have literally supported me through my journey consistently. Do you think that's gonna change or do you think they're always gonna be like this? I believe they appreciate what's going on and we have dialogue and relationships mm. where we can call each other mm. and the support, it seems organic. Mm. I know, I'm, it could change, but I No, I'm not talking to them, I'm talking about the industry. The industry in I believe that it's what is actually happening if you, what's happening is I've been forced to be more independent so my resources grow more mm. and as long as the fan nowadays you don't technically need the industry yeah. if you got your platform you got your fans you're putting out your streams your, 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 your streams are high your content is what it is mm. people are messing with you locally internationally what do you need them for mm. you don't need them you don't need the machine if you got your own money you got your own bag what can they actually offer you I think I think that's a very interesting point, and I think maybe from my position then, mm-hmm. as a, somebody who observes, I think that's where some artists get got that they mm-hmm. don't realize that they didn't actually need this machine, mm-hmm. especially with the introduction of YouTube streaming mm-hmm. platforms. Because mm-hmm. remember back in the days, for us, for me to see a music video, I'll have to have MTV Bass or I'll have to have mm-hmm. Kiss. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't need to have that. It's everywhere. So one of the examples I always use when I talk about this is um, Chief Keef. Mm-hmm. So Chief Keef loves Sosa. Mm-hmm. The video is him and his man them mm-hmm. in a house. Mm-hmm. They're just skanking on chairs. Mm-hmm. They put that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's like direct-to-consumer mm-hmm. video bus. Mm-hmm. They didn't need no mm-hmm. label, no nothing. Mm-hmm. But what happens, I see with artists, they, they grow organically and then the label could come with some fancy words very nice money up front mm-hmm. and kind of, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we them in. So, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'll do if I was an artist. Mm-hmm. Especially an artist at, at your standing, how I feel in terms of would I want to chase the label mm. or when I want to stay here? But it seems like you seem very content with... You know what it is? Of course I want to be richer, mm. but I'm not new to paper. So okay. you can't dangle a carrot in mm. front of me, mm. I think I'm going to chase it. It don't make no sense. I know exactly what it is I'm trying to build. I know the vision I'm 
executing and can trying to um, execute and if what you're saying isn't in line with that then I'm not listening mm. that's all um, and I think I kind of give off that vibe anyway okay yeah yeah I, I can see that so with with um YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, how how important it is so obviously if with um, Flex Therapy Two you've got two visuals out so you've got Ben Ten mm. and you've got um, Big League. Mm-hmm. How important is it? How what is the visual element in terms of like growing your audience and visuals? Um, I mean when you got a good visual and a good song and some good marketing, i.e. what we've been lacking. But um, with those three, I just feel like it gives everyone a chance to see especially from my perspective, you don't need a label. Mm. A label is going to, this is what the label does. They'll make you, give you some money to make you have a video of my quality. If I continue to consistently put out visuals of this standard and of this quality, if a label is to approach me, they have to come correct Mm. with a big bag and a big situation to ensure that what we're doing is matched. Mm. Because what would we need them for and so i feel like the visual aspect it gives a chance for them to see you in high reverence for you to be depicted how you want um and it i believe it magnifies your the track a good visual would always magnify the track yeah it's true yeah it's true um in terms of your personality Mm. do you feel um like people like me and the all the other people that like your music or come across your music. Mm-hmm. How what percentage would you say of your personality we get from your music? About twenty percent. Why is that? I say about twenty percent. So that's what I'm willing to give. You niggas are strangers. <laughs> <laughs> you are strangers, nah. Um, but you get twenty percent of it. I'm quite fun. I'm quite funny. Um, however, like I said, this is what the socials are are used for. I'm trying to gradually introduce them to how I do with my inner circle. Mm. Yeah, um so yeah I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna be like Carly B talking to the camera every minute but literally I'm you know we're gradually introducing introducing me to them. Yeah because um on the flip side I know this is different but like with like influencers like the girls mm-hmm. I've got a few friends who are influencers mm-hmm. if they go through a breakup mm-hmm. they like oh my subscribers need to know and to me that's crazy <laughs> yeah. I was I was dating a, a um a joint like that, and I don't want no influence influences near me again. I don't listen. Keep your little creams and the little packs and the things that you get sent to yourself. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see the packets. I don't want to see what's going on. I don't want to see no TikToks. I don't want to see no dances. I don't want to see nothing. Keep them bitches away from me. Your lyrics don't suggest that because you be talking right. about if- <laughs> your favorite influencer blew me like a saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> she did, and she, I, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. She did, but that's not what I want anymore. Mm. I've had it. I just didn't highlight my. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know about it. it's too. Pri- I'm private. I'm private. I think I believe privacy is luxury. Yeah. So if I- you do not have that privacy, what do you have? You're just skin out. So. In these type of scenarios, yeah, mm. how do you deal with girls that want to be like, yo, like, I want to post you? Okay, like, no, we're not going to post me. You're not posting me at all. Even what if they try to say, oh, what about just like your arm and that? Like, you're not having it. What for? I agree. You want to post a Rolex, you want to post a bicep, what do you want to post me for? You want to show the world me. You want to get evil eye. 
Mm. You got niggas that are trying to fuck you, dude. These niggas want to fuck you. Now you got niggas not liking me. Mm. Now that niggas not streaming my shit because of you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You better no, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, what's your favourite song of Flex Therapy 2? Most personal Flex Therapy 2, the um, self-entitled track, is a very personal track to me. So I, I can still listen to it and, you know, I like that track. Um, but Vibes, no mileage is my shit. Yeah, um, Rebel is like just slick talking. It shows different styles in my art. There's no real punchlines in Rebel, it's just slick talking. I feel like in, in rap you have slick talking, you have punchlines, you have uh, like just, you have like real retrospective shit and um, you have just uh, relatability or relatable sentences. And I feel like I've 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 given that I think different more relatable sentences and 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 a message with essence, and then I feel like rebels more slick talking. I feel like rainy seasons more uh, reflect like reflective and retrospect, and then punches you got stuff like big league and trap and dude. So mm. just gotta get them. You know it's just depending on moods. Mm. But to answer your question, no mileage. That's my vibe, man. Shout out K1 as well. No hook. Yeah, body dog. What would you say to a USP as an artist, especially as a rapper? I'll tell you what I think yours is. It's mine. Yeah. Tell me what mine is. Do you know what I like? It's very, it makes me very minimal, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, before you record the track, before the track starts, your pre-track smack talk. Yeah. The only person that could come anywhere near to it in the world yeah. is Jim Jones. And that's my personal opinion. Jimmy I, can't see me. Yeah, Jim, but Jim Jones, pre, he's pre... Gorgeous. Yeah, but your, um, your um, pre, pre, um, your pre-smack talk, I think, yeah. and I think it kind of get, it kind of leads to the, to the aura, to the swag, do you get? Mm-hmm. Even, um, what's that track where you say, ah? Uh, Tell me. A brother, Mr. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I changed the that's flex therapy one, yeah. How does that even come? See, this is why this is why I find rappers so interesting mm-hmm. on a skill level, mm-hmm. because I look at things. How I judge ability and talent is like I I play football. And I'm like raw. What Ra did you did? I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to even disgrace myself. Mm-hmm. Certain rappers I listen to, I'm like, yeah, this is hard. I like it, but it's maybe it's more how he said it in the natural lyrics. Mm-hmm. Or like when I listen to. Because I'm some of my favorite rappers, like you're one of my faves. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. how did that even come to it? So even the beginning of um, Big League, mm-hmm. how do you even get that zone to be saying things? That's like that? just scenarios. That Big League convo before I even went in the booth. Oh, it happened. Some shit like that. I I was just like the fuck. That it was real shit. Mm. The flex therapy. I was, I rang somebody who has come to me for assistance in the past. And my phone was ringing out and I was like, can you afford to miss this call? That's what was going on in my brain. Mm. And so then obviously I just played with it and already know the rest is history. So what do you say your USB is, what sets you apart from others? Um, I feel like I feel like the, the versatility, there's not nothing that I can't do on, you know, certain rappers got to just stay on them one tempo, or I feel like, like I explained the slick talk to the punchlines, to the, the retrospect, 
with the, the with, with the smack talk on the with, with the smack talk with the ad libs just packaged together i feel like yeah it's it's, it's mine yeah i felt like i was surprised with benton yeah. Because um, when obviously when you dropped your album for pre-order, yeah. I'd listen to through the tracks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it makes it for pre-order because yeah. yeah. I don't. I want to get a snippet of it. But um, I was surprised at the tempo. Yeah. And with Benton, obviously yeah. shout out since you two bodied it back to back. I was surprised that cause I, I never thought. I never thought. I was like, um, I can't see H doing drill mm. or a drill type flow. Mm. Was that a thing where you just thought it was it conscious like oh, this is a quite interesting sounds so let me explore it or is it just to show people like yo like if i jump on this know that yeah i thought so so it was a show off thing i just done me you know you call it showing off i said it's me man yeah sure done a bit of me bro man okay so to wrap up what's so for people who before this podcast mm. especially i got a lot of lady a lot of mm-hmm. lady listeners let them know and today girls look my face looks big i'm tired he was like it's that like, <laughs> I, right, I, I, I look better than this so what, what would you like what should people know about you before they finish this podcast um, and and know and what to expect from you going forward 2021 i'm an enigma if you want to find out about the the allure, <laughs> you gotta you gotta just follow me on the socials. H underscore Maneda, all of the socials, you know. Mm. Big up this you had me, and Keith and Free Shots. Shame on you guys. This you got to me before you lot. We were supposed to do this. Mm. I'm here in Mars in Dubai trying to be a rapper. <laughs> you know, I'm here. I'm here in it. So you already know what. Big up man. Thanks for having me man. Anytime, anytime. So people, make sure you check out H. Check out his projects, um, Fetch Raper 2, on all relevant digital streaming platforms. Also, we're in High Frequency Studios. Mm-hmm. Shout out my guy, CR Black. Shout out my guy, CR Black. It's very accommodating, man. Yeah, and shout out Andre. Big up, Andre. If I look funny on this camera, I'm taking that big up back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so make people make sure you check the project. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Do you know what I mean? Make sure you follow me on the gram, on Dissonomics, on Twitter, underscore Nomics. We got H, H underscore Maneda mm-hmm. and spread the good news. I've been I've been spreading this tape like tell to say like it's tell a friend. like it's coronavirus. Like, that's how, spread it like COVID. Yeah, that's how I'm that's how I'm with good music and good content. So yeah. Appreciate on, you, bro. On to, next, on to next week, people, bless. Sports Social Podcast Network.